0: Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Louis D'Souza and today is Monday, February the 24th, 2020, excuse me. It's 4pm New York time and wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And we're off to a rabid start this week. I said rabid rather than rapid, but I said it deliberately because I feel like I am basically running away from wild dogs today and I want to change that. So the best I mean, I have a list, Louis, of things that I do when I go, that I go to whenever I need to kind of shift things around. The top of my list is to do a podcast. So what do you say? Let's do a podcast, and that way I can avoid the rabid dogs.
1: If not, why not? <laughs> Close the door, know. they're coming through the windows. Close <laughs> the door, they're coming up the stairs. <laughs>
0: That's just my rather uh, queer and and strange way Those rubber dogs are everywhere. Oh, they're crazy. Yeah, that's my bizarre way of of saying I've had a challenging day and I am determined to change my attitude around to a good attitude, which is ironic because um, this morning, one of the intentions I set for myself was that I was going to be throughout the day, every 15 minutes or so, 30 minutes, something like that, stopping, taking stock, getting myself into a better feeling place and then going on. And I did that for about two hours, and then it's almost as if my brain turned off and completely forgot the plan. (laughs) And of course, because I wasn't following my plan and I was working on something that was pretty, pretty tough to work on, I descended. And so I guess that gives me a topic for the day. The topic is when you set your intention, when you get yourself feeling good and you're determined to stay feeling good and you don't, what do you do? (laughs)
1: You feel good again. It's about the other thing I can think of to do. (laughs) Well, you start the process again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
1: Practice makes perfect, you know.
0: I mean, I experienced very much the same thing last Monday, and it makes me wonder if there's a a Monday thing going on for me. But uh, last Monday, we had to cancel because I was just not feeling well before the podcast. And like I was telling you uh, just before we got started here, an hour and a half later, I was feeling fine. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? (laughs) This is this is not normal for me. I love doing podcasts. Why am I doing this? So, I don't know. So I, sometimes it, it is worthwhile to pay attention to what's going on and ask yourself why is it going on. And, you know, I, I think sometimes it's just not even worth asking. Just stop, pivot, and go in the other direction because otherwise you just drive yourself crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've learned that life is so simple that, the only reason we think it's complicated is because we've spent too much time thinking in, about what we don't want. Mm. And uh, it's it's blown me away because it, the simplicity of it really is, I mean, you, you know the own answer to your own question and you've already said it. But can it be that simple? Can it be that easy?
0: <laughs> why is it we don't trust that all the time? I mean, I, I do trust it an awful lot of time. And yet every once in a while, I just don't. I don't know. So just, well, turn anyway. <laughs> That's the only solution I could think of. So how you doing? I mean, that, I just gave you a, a rather melancholy story. I don't want to turn that around. So I hope things are going well in your neck of the woods. How are things?
1: Um, good. I mean, the, we had the school holidays, so the kids wow. were, um, around and we were doing loads of things with them. And one of the things was, you know, I'm always got this idea in my mind that everything's always working out for me. And if not, that's something better. So, mm. um, I was planning to go to a movie and there was obstacle after obstacle. Um, what happened? So book, booked the tickets. So the, the, Movie house is really full, so I could only get two above and two below so the four mm-hmm. of us could be together. So, you know, I've got right. my four-year-old, um, so she needs to be close to me. Um, so I go to the movie, and they've scattered us to the four corners of the movie oh, house. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: no. <geez. laughs>
1: so I go to and say, I'm sorry, I mean, I've got a four-year-old, I just can't do this. So she checked my tickets and said, but they're not next to each other. Cause I said, I booked them next to each other. So, okay. So when, once you book it and somebody else has already booked those seats, then it sends you to wherever randomly. And I really? didn't know that. So, wow. so um, I, uh, I was given four free tickets. So yeah, four free tickets. I said, that's, that's great. But, you know, um, I, I don't know if we can, w- when we can next come back and all the rest of it. Well, she said, well, you know what? I'll give you four extra free tickets <laughs> for um, for 4 p.m. if you can come because that's the huge screen where, you know, we've got no problem fitting you in. It's, you know, it's got like f- about a thousand seats or something. I said, like, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> so let me go speak to the kids. And yes, we had the time. So we went and had a little bite to eat, then came back and we used the four free tickets for with the VIP seating, and I was like, "This is cool," you know. Nice. Really, really enjoying this. And then, so we had four other extra tickets which you had given us um, over and above this. And then during the cinema, they had a fire alarm, so we all <laughs> got up and started leaving. And I'm thinking. <laughs> If not this, something better. <laughs> yeah.
0: Been having the presence of mind to say that,
1: yes. So so, so so, so we get to the door and they say, go back, go back, it's false alarms. So That's cool. All right, false alarm. <laughs> and um, so we sit down, watch the rest of the movie. It was good, really enjoyed it. It was a nice little animation, Sonic. Um, and uh, then when we get to the door, my daughter's going out before me with her friend, my 12-year-old. And they say to you, how many people are in your group? So she said four. So they gave her four free tickets. So when I got to the door, they asked me how many people are in your group. I said four. So she gave me four free tickets. So we walked out of there with like 12 free tickets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny. Oh. And, and
1: not only that, we only paid for two tickets for the four of us because we had a deal going. So, you know, we we were just like rolling in tickets so we could go to movies forever from now on. But, you know, it was just to keep that, as you say, that presence of mind to say, if not that, something better, you know. And uh, it was really, you know, my daughter was absolutely enthralled. She was like, oh, thanks, Dad. It was like one of the best movies and all the rest of it because, you know, instead of spending money on tickets. I went and got a whole lot of snacks and things for them and they were in heaven. So, mm. um, it was really great. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and you know, I've had a lot of problems with my, my Jaguar. So, uh, one thing after the other starts breaking down. Oh dear. So the, the, um, heating starts going, um, uh, you know, the, the air vents don't turn on anymore. Um, uh, the heating from the front and the back and the seats, all of those things aren't working anymore. Then my front left light's not working anymore. Um, and then it's flickering on and off. And so the temperature's not working anymore correctly. And, you know, just everything's like failing. And then like you, you, it's cold, so you've got no heating in the car because none of the, the air vents and all the rest of it. So... <laughs> You know the, the basics work. The the engine, the motor, and the steering wheel. <laughs> this is a good part. <laughs> Everything yes. else is just conked out. So because it's you know it's a, it's a new car, we sent it, we sent it back to the dealer, and the dealer said you know we'll fix it. So they gave us a replacement car, um, and all the rest of it. But it was great. You know, I was saying if not that something better. So, okay, now we've got a car and we've got <laughs> some heating. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really happy <laughs> um that everything's working. You know and so, like three weeks, they've had this car because it takes three weeks to get a, a booking with Jaguar. Wow! Um, and so they've got it booked in with Jaguar. Jaguar gives you a video, so you've got a video of exactly what's wrong with your car and how it will works. So, oh my goodness, what happens is, is, is water dripped in and got onto the electrics, and this was a known fault with that model of Jaguar. Oh. So mm. they fixed the leak and they've now replaced all the bits and pieces. So i pick it up tomorrow again. So. <laughs> so I'm just glad this didn't happen on my watch because I would have had to pay for it. And uh, that would have been a fortune, you know, mm. that would have been three, four thousand pounds worth of repairs. So, um, you know, I'm always grateful that these things happen in the right way and the right time often, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's interesting um, I, I love that phrase that you use. if not this something better that, that's a good yeah. one it's nice, it's nice and short if not that you know if, if not, not that this or better.
1: that or this or that yeah, yeah it depends yeah Yeah. Uh,
0: if not that something better or if not this something better yeah it, it, it takes the um, it takes the angst away from the situation because what we want to say in those situations is something like why can't I get it better than this or you know something that focuses on the negative on it uh But the if not part just kind of skips past that really, really quickly yeah. and goes right to something better and that's the good part about it. It's a very quick way out. I like that. I'm mm-hmm. going to start using that one. If not, there's something better. In fact, I'm even making a note about it. So everybody write this down. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's really good. Oh, and I love the, the tickets. I mean, it's always great when we have a, a manifestation story, but this is like, you know, the tickets that kept exploding. <laughs> they just kept getting bigger and bigger in the pile.
1: <laughs> but but that's what the saying says, if not that, something better, yes, something exactly. better, something better, and something yeah. better. And that's how it works. It just works brilliantly, you know. um and and if you keep that focus going, because it's easy to, oh, no, you know, firearms gone off, what now, you know?
0: What could go no, wrong next? I mean, that was a great yeah, one. Exactly.
1: Say, right? <laughs> that, that one's going to go a long way. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But how, how I knew that I managed to keep my vibration really high through the whole thing was... When my daughter and her best friend who went with us um, were saying, you know, I really enjoyed that. It was really fun, you know. Oh, that's it that's good. It had a good time. Yeah. Even with all the bumps along the way, you know, all of them, they, they, they were really happy.
0: Well, that's the beauty of kids because, I mean, it takes, we, we have to train them really well in order to make them miserable worry wards. We can eventually do that, but that's not the way they start out. And because they don't start out that way, I mean, it's like water on a duck's back; it just flows away really quickly. They mm. they don't really get into that angst situation and stay there like the adults do. And so they're they're like they're they're models to emulate, really. Mm. That's why I think about it. So, but that's great though that that uh, they felt that way. That, that despite everything, they felt great, <laughs> and they loved then, the movie.
1: Then, then I have an, a, another thing because. I've been doing my garage. So I've got two garages and um, I I wanted to replace one of them with an automatic door Mm -hmm. so that my my Jag can go in and out and all the rest of it. So I cleared out the tenant who was using it um, and the Mm -hmm. two are next to each other, my existing one and that one. And I thought, you know, I'll just put it in that one. And then I started to realize that the Jag is too big to fit in this thing. I had a station wagon before, and it's thirty centimeters longer than my sta- my, my, station. Really? Wagon was.
0: Wow, yeah. that's surprising.
1: And and it's only a sedan, um. So it was really quite quite fascinating because I started the whole process of of getting this thing, and then realized the jack's not going to fit in. <laughs> so you know all the trauma of all the rest of it. So I'm and now I've now had to break out the middle wall between the two and have a long door automatic door and uh that is a huge change to everything and the way they're putting the door they're putting it right in the outside of the bricks instead of on the inside so it gives you that extra space oh i
0: see yeah okay so it's gonna be right on your um, bumper but you can still get it in
1: yeah it'll be more than that it'll be about oh. 15 centimeters front and back so oh well
0: yeah it's pretty close though
1: <laughs> and yeah it is it is still close so the guy was recommending putting um uh, tennis balls on the wall to to stop the car and I thought it's quite a good idea actually you know for for a bumper type type thing better than scratching it to.
0: on concrete or wood or whatever yeah.
1: absolutely yeah because yeah. I was always looking for some kind of idea of of what to use for that and I I liked that idea but you know um I was constantly saying through the whole thing if not that's something better hmm. now I must admit, it is costing me more. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we need to rephrase the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I got a discount all the way around because you know I've now gone for a bigger one, and I'm sticking with these guys and all the rest of it. And um, the other guy said it's not going to cost me much more because you're already going to knock out the middle wall. Um, so I've got a door to my to 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 my yard at the back and then the front is going to be the electric um, um, door. So I was, I always wanted to use that space. And it's been dead space for years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I have rented it, so it wasn't quite dead, but I mean, I got 50 pounds a month, which is really neither here nor there. Um, So now we're going to have fridges in there and, you know, we're going to be able to put our washing lines for the winter in there. Um, we're going to be able to do a lot of storage of a whole lot of things and all the bikes and put them up on mm-hmm. the wall. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to give us a huge amount of more space, et cetera. So really, really happy about that. Um, and But, you know, I could have fallen apart on so many. It really, It was tough for me.
0: <laughs> well, that, that, that occurred to me because what you're basically describing is a scenario where anybody else – could have easily and you could have very easily fallen into seeing all the things that were going wrong but instead you found ways to look at what was going right which is the whole trick but, yeah. you, but you did
1: and 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 there was also financial things so i thought okay so i've got more money going out than i expected how can i get more money coming in that that i didn't expect mm-hmm. and it came in it just like wow it just came in and you know unexpectedly we, we got um more of one of my businesses brought in like an extra grand um, out of the blue. nice. And uh, it was like, wow, this is nice. This is really cool. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, the whole thing is revolved around not saying I can't afford it, but saying, how can I get more money in? Mm -hmm. And I often, I often say to people, you know, don't cut corners so much focus on bringing more wealth into you, more opportunities, more, um,
0: but it's the no, challenge. No. That, yeah. that's, that's the challenge right there because so many people and, and I put myself in, in this category too because I've been there for long stretch of t- stretches of time in my life. We develop a, a mentality of scarcity and when yeah. you're in that scarcity mentality, it's Often very difficult to imagine that, you know, okay, I can just imagine that there's going to be this new unexpected income coming in. And it's going but to just I don't really right believe in. it. <laughs> I don't really believe it down deep. I'm smiling though. You see me smiling and I'm talking very, very positively, but deep down, I don't really believe it. I mean, I know what that's like. That, that's not yeah. an easy place to be. So you have to, you have to work. You have to work your mind. You have to work your, your perception. You have to work the way you're thinking about it. And, even in I the face like of the word it's not work, working. but well, okay. I would um, say play. Yeah, all right. Okay. You have to give it your attention, let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, but on on a very light and happy way. Mm-hmm. Because it's very I found it nicely important. <laughs> Didn't want to use the word very <laughs> 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 uh nicely important to to be easy with the whole process, you know, to be relaxed and not to hit yourself over the head because that is the old, the old method that we've often go down the route of like really looking at it from that point of view that um, it's, it's hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it can get very hard that way. No doubt about it. And the, the challenges like we've been saying to turn it around what you're really doing though with that story is giving us a direct um a a, a direct image or a direct uh vignette of how to turn it around because hmm. like we said you could easily go down that path that that negative path but you're choosing to deliberately say and believe no we're not going to go down that path no i'm going to go to a path that's a better path i don't even have to know what that other better path is I'm just going to go down it, whatever it is. Mm. And it's, it, it's an advanced position to be in. It's not something that you learn immediately right away when you start practicing, but it's one that you acquire over time and you've acquired it brilliantly. Mm. Um, so that makes you a great example for this kind of thing, but it, it also is a, an excellent exercise in well, all I'm doing throughout the day. And this is basically what you're saying. All I'm doing every day is just, just changing my, my mind around too. Well, if, if not, this something better. Something better, something better is coming, something better. I don't know what it is, but something better.
1: Exactly. I don't know what it is, but the universal law of attraction can find it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, indeed. In fact. um,
1: And it it becomes a belief to understand that the universal law of attraction or your higher self can see possibilities that you can't even dream about. So Mm -hmm. you, you start getting that. You start saying, well, I really get that now. I really get that because, my gosh, I would never have dreamt about 12 free tickets. You know, just, <laughs> I wouldn't even have vaguely, you know, have dreamt that. Um, you know, the creche, we land up putting our daughter in the creche for far longer than we pay for, and we say to them, you know, but we owe you hours. No, no, it's all fine. We don't have to pay anything, because the government pays a certain amount of hours, and we go way over those hours. Mm. for for our daughter but but they've just said no you don't have anything so that's fine and then you know it goes on one thing after another after another you know we just got money coming in from from random places we got people undercharging us we're getting parcels coming to us with extra products in them which they don't want to return um, for free (laughs) and you know it just goes on and on and on when you have that abundant kind of attitude It's just amazing what can happen. And then, of course, there's certain subjects which you're not so abundant on and you suffer from those, but um, on the whole, it's just incredible. You, know, you just have no idea about how many different ways the universe can see to give you money. It's...
0: Or to put it another way, how many different ways that you can allow the universe to, to deliver the money or yeah. the goods or the tickets or whatever it might be. Accurate, it's really about yeah. the allowing. I mean, that, that's, hmm. that's the bottom line. Are we allowing it in? And so often we don't. Um, but the trick is the plan is to just keep working, not working, playing I guess is the word playing with the idea of something better, something better
1: something with better. the whole with the whole stories that i 'm giving out your world are really wanting people to start seeing for themselves more and more possibilities or ways that you know the universe can give to them. And, you know, and they get more and more ideas of how this happens to many different people. Um, You're starting to get stories about small things. I mean, nothing I'm talking about is massive. Mm -hmm. But accumulatively, it can become significant, really can become significant.
0: And, And we can really become fixated on the things themselves, the manifestations themselves. People do that oh my god that person has all these things going right for them look at those things that are in this person's life they, they the things just keep coming it really isn't the things that are important it's why they're showing up that's important yes it's how they're showing up
1: exactly exactly so it's the permanent cloak that you carry around with you <laughs> the permanent cloak magic <laughs> technicolored coat um <laughs> That, that is constantly with you, but it is your thoughts. Yeah.
0: Those, those thoughts are what we really control every moment of every mm-hmm. day. And that's really what I was trying to remind myself of earlier. Um, and I may not have succeeded as well as I would like to stay in that track, but you know what? That just means I can do it on the next moment. I don't have to mm-hmm. have gotten it all right earlier in the day. I can get it I I can achieve my goal of focusing where I want to focus instead, starting now mm. and the heck was what happened earlier today.
1: Life always allows you to start over every second.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, every moment is kind of starting over, isn't it? It's also it ending. Is. It's all, all kind of wrapped up in the one.
1: Well, starting over heading in the direction of what you want and starting over heading in direction, what you don't want are.
0: Well, yeah, that's true.
1: They are different. (laughs) (laughs) Are are the criteria you want to focus on, (laughs) um, which one of those you really want. So yeah, it's creating your reality in the moment, in the present by, by your thoughts. What is that? What is that one saying? They say, um, um, you must be mad to think that you're going to get different results by doing the same methods.
0: Oh, yes, definition yeah. of insanity repeating yeah. the same behavior over and over again, expecting
1: different results, expecting different results. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that's what it's like with your thoughts. If you keep on thinking the same things, it's insanity. It's just <laughs> you're not going to get different results, different places, different faces, but the same problem.
0: <laughs> it's a great point. Yeah, I mean. The the point really is designed to bring out the fact that you're better off changing your, your focus, changing your thoughts, because um, we don't want to focus on. Well, I don't seem to be changing my th- thoughts because now I'm still focused on not changing my thoughts.
1: <laughs> that is a loop that you're going down a hole, rabbit hole, fast. <laughs> we
0: really, really fast. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is an interesting uh, thing to to deal with, though, moment by moment throughout a day. Because you described in your story beautifully how to, or not how to, how you did keep shifting your thoughts to, um, if not, this something better, shifting it to a better scenario. Every time you ran into what others would have perceived as a brick wall, you turned it into, if not this, something better. You, you, you were determined every time to shift that. And um, that that's the goal that I'm still trying to get to. I get there like probably eight to 10 times a day. Mm -hmm. I want to get there every time. That's where I want to be. That's the best place to be.
1: So you want to learn to step five. I want to step five. Exactly.
0: We should probably, (laughs) for those who forget what step five is, we should probably define that. Um, Yeah, I definitely want to step five. I want to step five continuously because that's, that's where it's at. So
1: step five is knowing what you don't want, and in the same moment, knowing what you do want and following it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. it, basically, in a nutshell. It sounds so simple when we say it that way, too. You would think that would be so easy to implement. I mean, how simple could it be? That's it, right there. But it's easy. It is.
1: <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy on, dude. <laughs> I love Dwayne's World. Did you, <laughs> you ever watch that?
0: I've I actually was never a Wayne's World fan but I get the uh, reference I've seen enough um clips and so forth to have it, have the sense mm-hmm. of it
1: yeah yeah I must admit I uh I did I did appreciate did appreciate it it's uh it's quite a work of art but what blew me away is that there really are people like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that I too bumped into one or two along the way and I was like oh my gosh that actually exists <laughs> oh,
0: mhm it's true It's true. Yeah. Well, first of all, Mike Myers is a brilliant comedian, but he's also a brilliant um, spiritual philosopher. I don't know if you ever saw it. There was um, there was a series and I can't think what the name of the series was where they basically take two people who you would otherwise not associate because they they have different fields and they put them into conversation and, and film it. And one of those was with Mike Myers and Deepak Chopra. Not the most natural no. connection to make. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you got a really good sense listening to it, how, just how advanced Myers was with his spiritual development. Mm-hmm. In fact, Chopra was admiring him. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. I mean, it was really interesting, yeah. yeah. And apparently they'd also done some work together in a number of different projects before doing that show, so they, they knew each other fairly well. But, uh, yeah, fascinating to see in all walks of life how many people there are who have learned. They they probably don't all call it law of attraction or Abraham Hicks or anything like that, but who have learned how to do this basic pivot method and probably don't even think of it as a pivot method, but they just have learned to do it anyway. And most often they're the ones we see on television because they've succeeded in getting on television because they have learned this pivot method. (laughs)
1: it's interesting because you know richard bach you teach best what you most need to learn oh yes and watching what walter's put you know you've created the facebook group pivot pals Mm. you're talking on this call a lot about pivoting so it's interesting you're trying to teach what you most need to learn
0: absolutely yeah Mm. well that's that's been my philosophy from day one with the show because when i first did my first podcast there was a little piece of me that said, you're an absolute fraud because you don't believe any of this. You don't know how to do any of this. You know, you're, you're basically pursuing this uh, from a position of a complete and total lack. But there was the other piece of me that said, yeah, but what a great way to start learning. <laughs> <laughs> And so I make it fact, until
1: you make it. <laughs> yeah,
0: really? That's pretty much what it was, and, and right out of the gate, I knew that well, I couldn't just talk about this stuff because I didn't know it anyway, you know, so I had to start bringing on experts. so I just reached out in my first, uh, I don't know 15 shows well, after the first two, the first two were just um, my wife, myself and my brother and my sister-in-law. But then after that, for about 15 shows in a row, I just brought in one guest after another who had some expertise in the field. Uh, or in something in a field related to this, to this field and just learn and learn and learn that way. Um, And that's been my motto ever since just to keep learning. And, and much to my amazement, I find there are, you know, five or 600 people who want to keep learning with me every week. So, (laughs) you know, Oh my goodness.
1: If not, that's something better. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. The momentum you build up once you keep things going for a while. Yes.
0: Yes, the the there are a number of precepts that Abraham Hicks has taught that I've I've really latched onto to emotionally. One of them is the idea that the more that we focus on a thought and a belief and a feeling, it grows. The more it grows, it just keeps growing and growing. And it doesn't matter whether it's something we like or something we don't like. That's irrelevant. What's relevant is staying focused on it. Hmm. And, and when I first heard that, it I mean, you and I have talked about this before, how it just resonated, like, oh, yeah, obviously, that's got to be true. thats it was, it was the first concise and accurate description of how beliefs are built that I'd ever heard in my life. Hmm. But of course, that's how they're built. And it, it, they actually aren't built any other way, which is how... A number of things happen. It's how, for instance, how propaganda is so effective on a more negative scale. It's also how people are so successful on a more positive scale. It's it's how every single belief, scientific, philosophical, religious, political, economic, every single belief known to man comes into existence and builds itself up just by, as strange as it sounds, being believed again and again and again.
1: <laughs> just by thought on the subject. Just
0: it. by thought, yeah. And the thought just we had, we had
1: this interior decorator the other day come into the house and uh, was chatting to him, and he, he was really spiritual, so he had all these ideas and things. So I said to him, so how would you define the word Belief. And he said, well, you know, you believe what you believe. And, you know, and he used the word belief to try to describe belief. I said, you can't use the word belief to describe <laughs> belief. I just did.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Let's <laughs> say so I don't know what the word belief means. So, you know, you have to use other words. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And, and, and and he really struggled with that. He had no real idea of how to define the word belief. And, of course, I gave him the Abram Hicks one, a belief is a thought you think often. And he was like, wow. Wow, you mean, and and he started to elaborate on what that meant for him, and I was like, "Yes, you've got it, you've got it," and he was like, "Oh, oh, you know, you could just see the light bulbs go on all over right? the place, and like that's all belief is." It's a yeah, you think often that means they could all be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that means they could all be right too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's and the other uh, thing that's so interesting to me, anyway, is. We can't, we associate thoughts and beliefs with being either right or wrong, good or bad, without realizing that the reason that they're bad or good, right or wrong is because we associate them. In other words, it's the association that builds up. So it's, it's, again, just it's, it's just another thought. It's just another
1: thought.
0: That cleared when, up when a lot for me. That,
1: mm. When people get that, they start realizing that they are creating their reality. Yes. What
0: they thought, well, with they, they're they, they're at least on the path of having to face up to that. They may not actually get it because we can have a lot of resistance built up about that kind of thing. Um, but certainly, had
1: a brilliant uh, Belgium student. Hard to
0: avoid at that point. Let's just let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, we had a brilliant Bel- Belgium student. We had three of them, and I was chatting to this one girl, and she was really open about concepts and ideas and all the rest of it. So. <clears throat> Um, she said she was a strong Christian, so I said, "That's cool. What does Christianity mean to you?" And she was saying, "Oh, well, you know, you're always doing things for other people." I said, "Why are you doing things for other people?" Uh, and eventually, we got around to the idea that because it makes her feel better. I said, wow. "Well, well, isn't isn't that selfish?" <laughs> 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 like messing with people. <laughs> so um, I said so "If you were born in a Muslim family, would you be a Christian? Yes, yes, I would be a no, you you'd be a Muslim <laughs> <laughs> and uh it, it was really interesting because it's it's tough for people to have their belief structure smacked around the place you know? mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um and, and start realizing that, you know, you're a Christian or a Buddhist or a Hindu because you're brought up in that family, because of that, more than any other reason that you could dream of. And
0: if you want to talk about people who get smacked around a lot, too, talk a moment about people who are raised Muslim or are raised Christian or are raised whatever. Yeah, and, yeah there's and different types of
1: smacking, yes. <laughs> well,
0: not just that, but – and then end up shifting. They decide, you know, they, 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 decide to become non-religious, which is what I ended up doing for some time. Or maybe they even, there are even some who have switched religions, moved yep. from say Christianity to Muslim and to Islam. And, and that's, I mean, talk about the, the turbulence you can create. That creates tremendous turbulence, particularly within families, because the rest of the family is still back over there in
1: Christianity. And all of a sudden you're over here in Islam. Like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's, well, that's... I, I did that not with Islam, but I changed. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, it was interesting because the Catholics are very, very open for you to look at anything. They are Mm -hmm. so confident in their belief that you can look at anything. But when I looked at everything, that was fine. They didn't have any problem. But once I left, then there was big problems. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't understand. What are you into? Let me read up about it. Oh no. But, (laughs) um, yeah, no, it was really, really tough for my parents. Um, and after a while they said, well, it seems to have made you stronger and a nicer person. So we don't have any problem with it. Well, that's very good. But that's a great reaction. it took many years to get there. Okay? Oh, we're not
0: talking instant reaction. We're talking about a learned reaction. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay.
1: Well, that's good. Um, but it was interesting. This, this um, Belgian girl who was with us, she she said to us, she's a vegetarian. So I said, why are you a vegetarian? She said, well, you know, I, I don't like harming animals, et etc." et cetera. I said, that's great. So at the age, what age did you do it? She said at the age of 14, she changed. And I said, what are your parents? I still eat meat and they won't make food for me. I have to cook my own food ah. and, and sort my own food out. So I said, wow, you know, I really admire you for taking that standpoint at that age mm-hmm. because that is now thinking for yourself. Right. Even in opposition to those around you. hmm um, and I really admire that. And, and, you know, she was saying, yeah, well, thanks for saying that. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nice to have that kind of recognition, but, you know, I'm always encouraging people to make their own mind up, you know, disagree with me, you know, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. You don't um,
0: get that kind of reaction from both people. I don't want, I don't, wa- I, I don't yeah. hear a whole lot of people coming onto the show and say, you know, <laughs> I've I've been so upset this week. Nobody's been disagreeing with me. <laughs>
1: I know. <laughs> I wasn't sick this week. It's terrible, Walter. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right.
0: <laughs>
1: I really enjoy being sick.
0: We talk about asking for the contrast, Woo.
1: <laughs> but once you start realizing that contrast is your teacher, you don't mind it so much anymore. Mm. You start really getting that. Hey, when you know you're really sick, and you use all these things that you've learned, you can really get better quickly, and you can see the change. You can see that you did it with this and uh, it's very very powerful it's it's you know my gosh you know i can do it i can turn it around i can change things i um
0: what you're describing is somebody who has in a metaphorical sense built up his muscles and now wants to test his muscles against everything just to see you know where where else can he strengthen where else can he put on a little bit more muscle
1: absolutely so masters Somebody's at the door. Gremlins are coming in. (laughs) Okay, now now, there's some contrast for
0: you. How do you want to turn that contrast? Go away! (laughs) Go away!
1: (laughs) Well, that's one possible reaction. Uh, So you're testing your muscles, yeah? So you're playing with a contrast. And you're starting to to see that it's easier for you to, to play with this. And masters are guys who've really perfected this. Mm. They know that if they focus on this water being wine clear enough and with enough belief, it can turn into wine. Mm. <laughs> it can change. Mm-hmm. And then they start playing with these things. You know, They've got the power. They've got the tools. They've got the knowledge. And all it requires is, is a greater clarity than everybody else around them. Focus on that for long enough, and the law of attraction will manifest. It's as simple as that.
0: One of the things I've been working on lately is doing exactly that. Not water into wine, but doing the seeming impossible, using it all the way. And it's so easy to fall into the idea, well, it's impossible. I'll never be able to do this. And that's one of the reasons why I want to... Um, focus on on some of these things because i want to basically desensitize myself to that idea and replace it with the idea that the four minute minute mile can be broken the you know of the 76 year old body can become a 25 year old body the person with no muscles can grow a whole bunch of muscles overnight you know all these crazy things can happen and the only thing that's holding us back from Achieving them is we believe that they're crazy. So we just have to change the belief system and we know how to change a belief system. So literally part of my everyday, uh, routine is to get in front of a mirror and start telling myself about these things that on one hand, there's a piece of my brain saying that's absolutely impossible. And then, on the other hand, there's this me saying to myself, yeah, I know, but let's go for it anyway. Cause it'd be, it's going to be really fun when this happens. And then I start describing what's going to happen. Um, and I do it deliberately to shake up that other side to Hmm. shake up that side of me that says this can't possibly happen because until I shake that up until I, I do something to change it, to shift it, to, to think differently about it, to, to, in some way pivot away from it, it's going to stay that same way. And I don't want it to stay that same way. I want to have the change. I want to have Hmm. the ability to shift and I want to be able to do it on demand. Well, I'm not going to get there by just saying, "Well, geez, nothing ever changes." I, I, I really would like to have it on demand, but you know, it never, it never changes anyway. So why bother?
1: <laughs> what, what, what you, what you're talking about there is going back to old thought habits, and you know, old thought habits are comfortable. They're like clothes you've worn for a long time. You know, yeah. so you just slip back into them. And you know, I love Jim Rohn. I don't know if you know Jim Rohn well, but no, I don't. Jim Rohn. Um, is a business philosopher was a business philosopher, um, and because I was in Herbalife, uh, he was a Herbalife distributor, but he was also the Herbalife mentor.
0: Mentor, he, okay.
1: Yes, so he would get up on stage and and teach us how philosophically we can improve our businesses. Mm-hmm. And he was so respected and loved in this in, in Herbalife it was amazing. So we were in Athens and there were like 10,000 people there. And he was talking about how he started in Herbalife with Mark Hughes, the 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 original founder and all the obstacles and things that they overcame. And, you know, Mark incredible vision, which we've now achieved and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. And, you know, Jim Rohn was really getting old at that stage and you could see that, you know, his body was getting, I think he was flying to something like 70 different countries every year talking to different groups of people. Whoa. Yow.
0: Yeah, they'll take a toll on anybody.
1: But, you know, he just wanted to share and share and share. And I I qualified with 100 people in London to sit in the hall chatting to him, you know, talking to him and, and things like that. So, you know, he was just an incredible individual. There's nobody that has been written books that has been as clear as Jim Rohn. He's been marvelous. But what I was trying to do to get to with this whole 10,000 people, he's giving the story, it was so emotional for all of us that, you know, when when he left, he got called back, I think something like five or six times, and he had a standing ovation, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the whole audience was just tears. Mm. And that was the last time I saw him on, on mm. life training. It was mm. a couple of years later he died, but yeah. I think he stopped traveling and all the rest of it. But it was just so emotional. I mean, you, I can't even begin to describe it. Even talking about it makes me emotional. Wow. Um, it was such a powerful, he, he was such an incredible individual. And again, whenever you read any of his books, any of his works or listen to him, it's absolutely clear. And he said, "For things to change, you have to change." That was one of his big mantras.
0: <clears throat> and he if had you it want right more on. money in
1: have life. If you want to grow your business more, you have to change. Once you've changed, then the business will change.
0: <laughs> it's interesting too that so much of of the so many of the difficulties and problems and challenges and all the things that we put up as our forms of resistance about why things can't happen are all about essentially not being willing to change. And the reason I say that's interesting is change on the surface seems very difficult, but actually what's more difficult is staying comfortable and and that i even as I say that, it sounds strange to say that, but I know that it's true. Comfort is a very uncomfortable place to be because it never changes it's 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 the same thing over and over again Talk about taking there, there's the, life
1: something, out of it. the the way I like terming it is is something absolutely revolting about mediocrity (laughs) that's a good way to put it yeah and i couldn't stand a mediocre relationship i couldn't Mm. stand and there's many things and they they have catapulted me into into a new vibrational thought patterns breaking out of it and it's just the idea that i come into this life Play with a contrast, and I just play the mediocre game. It's like no, 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 it's no, <laughs> not me. <laughs> I'd rather kill myself and start a game. <laughs> this is this is not on. I'm not playing this game. <laughs> Mediocrity is not for me. So you know, I've had a fascinating life. It's been absolutely incredible.
0: I could just see you on the rooftop, threatening to jump, and and the the counselor comes up to t- try to talk you out of it, and ask you what's going on, and you and you basically explain. I can't take it anymore. It's so mediocre. (laughs) That's right. I have no idea what to say to that. (laughs) Life's
1: just too boring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This man has found some really interesting ways of making his life not boring. No kidding. Very destructive. (laughs) Very
0: destructive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I think it's also there's a taste for the dramatic. Mm-hmm. People, they're, they're, most people are a lot more interested in drama than I am, and I've been coming becoming aware of that, particularly through doing this show, over the last seven and a half years. That, I mean, I I really thought like probably like most people, most people think that it was the same way I do. That you know, I I never really was into the drama, and then it occurred to me one day, you know, people like watching a lot more television than I do. People like listening to a lot more stuff that I really don't like than I do. Why why is that? And I had to come to the conclusion it's because they like the drama more than I do. So apparently that's a big piece of the puzzle for an awful lot of people. They enjoy the drama. They they actually prefer the drama.
1: But do you you understand what the drama is doing for them? The drama is playing out contrast for them.
0: I guess it is, yeah. Yeah yeah and but, but it's uh, also doing it in a way that, that goes over the or top or as far as i'm concerned i mean it's just let, you know, let's let's have let, let's play out the change but let's do it in a way that will just
1: blow people's minds
0: I, I i don't need to have my mind blown in order to experience change
1: <laughs> but some people do require a, a, a very different level of contrast than you i guess so,
0: i guess That's,
1: and okay. the only thing you can really focus on is what do i want
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then manifest it, and to appreciate the madness with which the other people play this contrast game.
0: <laughs> I do often feel like the observer, looking on all this, saying, "These people are crazy. <laughs> these, these people are just crazy."
1: <laughs> I, but maybe I, they I think the saying, same thing about me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was saying to this um, vegetarian girl. Um, yeah. I was saying to. There's absolutely no problem with you being vegetarian. I respect it. I've talked about that. But one thing I advise you to do is not try and convert other people.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll wear Understand you out. Understand
1: that this is your preference mm-hmm. and you will stick to it because you want to. Um, but it, you know, don't, don't require everybody else to follow what you're following. She said, oh, in the beginning, I really struggled with that. Mm. I said, and she said, now I have let it go. Good for um, her, and uh, she said, "But it would be nice if everybody was like that and I said, "What you want to make me you want to enforce me to be a vegetarian too <laughs> you know I tried to act that out because right. I wanted her to get the feeling of what would happen if she did start insisting mm. that somebody else believe what she believes um and she really felt it because I acted it quite well." <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it it is important to people to understand, you know, there's this whole thing in in our society, you know, freedom of speech versus, you know, um, or freedom of anything. You know, you create more laws to restrict people, but then you're invading their freedom. Mm -hmm. So you've got this kind of, mm, how do you create that balance? And if you go too far in curtailing people, they're going to lash out like nothing. (laughs) And they have through all centuries, (laughs) in all different ways of all different revolutions. Um, Actually,
0: I found the point that you just raised to be an effective one to present to somebody who is on that track of trying to get everybody to think the same way. Uh, The way I usually phrase it to them is, well, isn't it true that if everybody thought the same way, life would be boring? And it stops them because they never thought about it that way. You know, they thought about it in terms of, well, if everybody believed what, what I believed, there would be a better world. And they didn't really even think that part out very much either, but they just felt no. intuitively it would it would be a better world. And to think that it would all be kind of boring. Wow. That, that really wasn't part of the original plan. What happened here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I always laugh at people when they think that there is supposed to be peace on earth. Mm. So I always throw the joke at them, I want peace, peace and only peace, but it must be the biggest peace. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Little
0: hominem here, right there.
1: Um, but you know, even Jesus said in, in the Bible somewhere, he said, there will never be peace on earth.
0: Well, actually I argue that, that there is peace on earth.
1: I, I, I argue piece? that that's here. <laughs> oh, no,
0: I argue the P-E-A-C-E kind. I argue that it's here right now. And the the best way I can think of to explain it is think about how big the earth is. Think about how much surface area there is. And then think about how much of that surface area actually has active hot wars going on right now. And then think about how much of that surface area does not. And then think about how many people are actively involved in hot wars right now. And then think about how many people are not. And you begin to realize the overwhelming majority of the planet, overwhelming, like 98%, 99% of the planet is at peace. So I claim we have a, a world of peace right now and we have had it for pretty much all time.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to put it in a different way. So, okay. What is peace? Peace is getting what you want.
0: Oh yeah. There's a good way to turn it around. Yeah.
1: And if you only get what you want. You never expand. Yeah. Therefore you start appreciating the reason why you came to this physical universe is to play with contrast. know what you don't want, which is not peaceful to know what you do want, which is peaceful. And if you didn't experience the one, you wouldn't expand to the other. And then your whole reason for coming down here says Abram is to expand the whole, to contrast, would be annihilated. So you are saying that there is more peace than there is war in the world. Yes, we don't deny that. But each one of those peaceful countries are still having tiffs in the house about who put the toilet seat up or down, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is war. So, um, yeah, it's... <clears throat> It's the appreciation that has come to me about knowing what I don't want and how important it is, which has changed everything for me.
0: Talk about that a little bit more.
1: So understanding that I will always experience contrast, knowing what I don't want, if I'm alive. And I know that it is good for me because it will help me know better what Mm -hmm. I do want. Hmm. so it's just an appreciation for step one okay and it is a true appreciation i really get it i really really get it um you know might not be instantaneously get it but pretty soon <laughs> afterwards you know it's it's built into my dna now that i must look for what i do want out of what i don't want you know it's totally totally there and The appreciation doesn't only extend to myself. The appreciation extends to all those who are out of the vortex around me. It's like, oh, gosh, they're learning what they don't want. Isn't that great? (laughs) (laughs) Because then they will have a better idea of what they do want. Um, And then my job, my only job, is to make people aware of the process. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I enjoy it, not because I want to change anybody.
0: Mm. <laughs> That's an interesting distinction there, and a good one to make. I think it's a it's a sanity making distinction because mm. going down the other path will pretty much
1: drive you nuts. Wow. I can try and force you to change, Walt, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll win. <laughs> I think it'll be painful. <laughs>
0: That's just it, but well, we don't think about that at, at first. It, it take, like you say, you have to kind of experience that.
1: Yeah, everybody should be a vegetarian. Well, yes, everybody, I sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've stopped smoking. Everybody should stop smoking. nothing mm-hmm. like there's nothing, yeah, like, there's nothing like a reformed smoker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> 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 nothing worse than a reformed smoker. Uh,
0: well, I, actually, I think it, the more fascinating person is the person who defends their vice, whatever their vice is. The, the thing is the thing that most people don't like that they have decided that they like and to hell with anybody else's opinion on it. Mm-hmm. They're the interesting ones because those are the people who will light that cigarette. They'll smoke it. They'll blow the smoke in your face and they'll say how much they're enjoying doing it.
1: And I'll say to them, Hmm, I like that smell or I will vanish out of the arena, you know, One or I will the just other. walk away. Yeah. Um, so can you imagine if, it, if that
0: person tried to actually like talk you into becoming a smoker?
1: I'd have so much fun with that. <laughs> That's right. You want that. Bring forgot that. You want the class. I'd have so much fun. <laughs> Bring it on. But uh, people don't tend to challenge me. <laughs> I just don't. Um, it would. It would be nice to have some good intellectual discussions. Um, with people who really know what they believe, you know, just, just doesn't happen that often. People aren't very clear about what they believe. Um,
0: well, it doesn't have to be intellectual. You could also be challenged, you know, physically, like somebody comes along and physically tries to force you, takes a cigarette and yeah. shoves it, shoves it into your mouth and starts pushing <laughs> your chest to make you breathe it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That could be fun too. <laughs> Uh, bring it on. Meanwhile, I'm sitting, here saying, I'm
0: sitting here thinking to myself, is this guy a masochist or what? I
1: mean... <laughs> um, Yeah, the interesting thing is when, when, when your belief structure is, this is, I mean, you're not thinking about this is not going to happen. You're just so clear about where you're going that these things don't ever bother you. They don't mm. come into your life. They're, they're not vibrational matches. They don't click in. Um, And and when you do get one, like, as I said, uh, quite a few, it was probably about a year ago, this um, British gas engineer comes along and I just didn't like her. And I was like, absolutely thrown. It was like a a physical revulsion Mm. for absolutely no apparent reason. And My (laughs) wife had exactly the same reaction to her. And we were both going, what was that? <laughs> Where did that come from? How did that happen? <laughs> and, you know, you, you do get curveballs, which you have mm-hmm. no idea why they bounced into your life. Mm-hmm. And even when they've left, you're still clueless. You're still sitting there reeling. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, you, you don't really have to understand everything. You just have to say, well, something in my vibration or our vibration brought that in, and um, let's just continue focusing on what we want. So, I actually spent quite a bit of time focusing on the kind of British gas engineer I wanted coming to the house next, and it was a really nice guy ah, okay. who was very friendly and very helpful. Uh uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, But it was interesting. I knew what I didn't want. <laughs> quite clearly. She must not come back. <laughs> well,
0: I-, I-, I wanted to continue your baseball metaphor because you used the, the term a curveball, which comes from baseball, and when you're at the plate and you're hitting and the pitcher throws you a curveball, the smart thing to do, assuming that you recognize that it is a curveball is to let it go because you're looking for the fastball. That's the one you want to hit. So when life throws you a curveball, let it go. Right. Just let it go. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. So anyway, good hour, good conversation. I think we also, you gave me a, a title for the, for the topic today. I wasn't quite sure what to call it, but. Today's topic is what happens when life throws you a curveball. So there's my topic. Cool. There. Um, <laughs> want to remind people who are not yet subscribers, become a subscriber. Very simple. Go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. All the instructions are right at the top. Click, click, click. And just like that, you're a subscriber. Check us out on YouTube also. You can subscribe there as well. Just do a search for Today podcast videos. And uh, that pretty much is it for the announcements for today. So, Louis, thank you very much for all of your Yeah, insights. thank you. Will. Thank you, and uh, thank you to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye,
1: everybody. everyone.